Welcome to Voices for Local, where we celebrate our very own homegrown brands, or Main Humanisha Singh Tatyal. And my guest today is someone whose sustainability mantra has led her to give up her career in the corporate world to start her brand with the hope to make our planet a better place. She is Arundhati Kumar, and her brand is Studio Beach, which is known for its sustainable handbags and accessories. Hi there. Thank you for being a part of this show, Arundhati. It's a real pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for having me here. And we went through your page. We loved your brand, and we said we must talk to you today because just the name of your brand, you know, Beej means seed. But what I want to know from you is that your brand is all about sustainability. Yeah. How did that thought get planted in your head? and what made you want to translate this brand into a sustainable brand so uh, manisha i don't come from a fashion background i actually finished my mba i've spent 18 years as an hr professional worked across industries and sometime in late 2019 i just got bored doing what i was doing and you know i wanted to start something of my own and my dad actually has a leather factory he's had a leather export house for 5 decades now So you know I told my dad that I don't want to do this I want to take a pause and just like every other Indian father he was like you know come and join the business they don't even understand why you were doing a job in the first place so I said okay let me think about it and I'll come back to you and I was also turning 40 that year so you know I was on a holiday I went to Europe with some friends and somewhere in that trip you know I kind of started chatting with my friends about how hot it was there and you know this whole thing about climate crisis it's coming weather patterns are changing we realize it's not something that's happening or going to happen it's it's already here so anyways i came back after the trip and i was still in my head thinking i'm going to join my dad's business so one day i just started googling sustainable alternatives to leather and it just opened up a whole world for me that i absolutely knew nothing about you know all kinds of materials it kind of introduced me to so much and i realized that those materials are not even available in our country nobody knows them nobody is talking about them so i of course went like you know very excited child to my dad and i said you know what this is going to be the next big thing and i think this is where we should take the business he of course heard me out but <laughs> he was like you know i don't think my business model is changing anytime soon because i've spent five decades building it up so i said fair enough then you know i'm going to start something of my own and that's really how beach started it started on a google search i think and you know then as i started learning fashion was never my thing but sustainability was so it took a lot of reading learning i bought some of the materials into the country i looked at them i experimented with them and then you know slowly that idea became fairly obsessive i was like okay materials what can we do about zippers what can we do about linings what can we do about metal what can we do about packaging And I think before I knew it, we had a brand, and that was Beige. It's a lovely name, and you know, I want to know that all the material that you got from abroad. Now that is something our Indian carigars were not used to working with. Yeah. So how did the team react, and how did the carigars imbibe that 
because you know it's a product they've never worked with it's a material that's alien to them very very so all the carigars who are with me have all come from leather right and some of them have worked with my dad earlier and you know i got them here so i think it used to be very funny firstly you know there used to be this whole when we started out and we started just two months before the pandemic we started in january 2020 and by march we were in lockdown i first explained to them ki leather nahi hai ye you know it comes from a plant it comes from this it comes from that so first there was excitement but these materials are also expensive you know so we weren't selling and we always knew that it is going to be a steep climb to first raise awareness about these materials then sell them they don't really come cheap and and you know they so always tell me agar chamda hota to acha hota chamda hota to hum bech lete so i had to keep telling them that you know what it's okay ye alag hai ye kyun alag hai so i think it was a lot of conversation you know and we are at the studio how should i say we're very particular about trying to reduce plastic so even in our linings even in our packaging like i obsess about the fact that there can't be plastic tape there can't be plastic on top i think it took them a while you know they were not used to it i think in their minds they used to go home and chat and say ye to apne papa ka paisa duba degi aur apna bhi duba degi types but you know cut to one and a half years later i see them taking so much pride in what they do because when they go out meet other people they come back and tell me are hum to jo karte hai no koi nahi karta hai and you know i also show them that see this is what has been written about us this is what has been spoken about us you are in the newspaper today you are in this magazine today so i think now they get it but it took a while so you know you started like you said just before the pandemic hit a brand that's launching and then suddenly you have to get into a lockdown a situation alien to all of us Was that actually demotivating, or you took that as an opportunity to say, "This is my time to fix everything that I can and then launch properly"? I think a bit of both. I think there have been many days where I have sat in the studio and actually cried, and thought, "Ki, oh my God, such bad timing! Why didn't I stay with my job for a little longer?" And then there have been, you know, ups and that. In the middle of the last lockdown, we actually in October did a whole new website. It obviously gave us time to try out a lot more materials, kind of get them right. Was I completely like, uh, hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's going to be great. I'll be lying if I say that. But I think good days and bad days. Also, what happened for us, Manisha, is that when I conceived of Beach in twenty nineteen. sustainability especially in the accessory space where we are was a very alien concept in india i mean you know if you spoke sustainability you were imagining cotton and jute and nobody was talking That's about right. these materials you know it's been in the apparel space still for a little longer so with you know linen and hemp and kala cotton but accessories was unheard of suddenly cut to 2020 sustainability is the only conversation in the fashion fraternity today so i also take pride in the fact that we did it before right. everybody That's jumped right. onto the bandwagon so now you know people reach out to us because we started working on it a little earlier we are a very research driven company we really try and go out there and say and do the right thing we very transparent so so i think those things were also very motivating for me in a way on days that i was not losing my shit about no business but a mix of the both that's there 
So, you know, you just mentioned you're a very research-driven company. And also you mentioned that sustainability is a term that in 2020, the fashion world is talking about. What are the steps that you're taking to make the consumer aware? And when you say you rely on research, what kind of research insights are you seeing? Are you seeing a change? Are you seeing more people prone to it? Uh, what are the kind of reactions that are helping you take the right steps? Sure. One of the things that defines Beach are the materials we work with, right? For example, we were the first brand to bring cactus leather into India. Cactus leather has suddenly become a big thing in 2020. Okay, now there are two sides to it. There is consumer side to it where people are talking about it. And then there is a research side to it. So saying, okay, cactus leather, great. But is it completely devoid of plastic? Answer is no. Saying things like we are 100% sustainable. I hate that term. So my marketing actually tells me that, you know, Arundhati, it's okay to sometimes say these things. It helps the business. And I'm like, no, you know, we're never going to make a claim that we can't substantiate. And in fact, over the last one and a half years, Manisha, that whole thing of saying we're a sustainable accessories brand, which is what I had started off saying, it actually bothers me. I like to say that we are a conscious brand. We are conscious of our impact. We like to measure what goes into it because anything new you create, there is an impact because you're making something from scratch. What we try and do is minimize that. So we don't make in big batches. We make on demand. We are careful about the materials we use, even where we won't get called out or someone won't find out. We try and do the right thing. So that's also one of our taglines that we are mindful, conscious and responsible, even when no one is watching. That's actually on our box, our packaging box. So that's what we try and do. From a consumer perspective, one of the things I started off from the very start, as I said, let us put everything that goes into our products on our website. So unlike other brands, we are not hiding who our sourcing partners are. So you want to know where our material comes from? It's right there on the website. We're telling you what has gone into the product. Now, as a consumer, I want you to make that decision to say, hey, are they sustainable? Are they conscious or are they not? It's not something I want to put into your mind. Right. But I want to give you the picture and I want you to judge for yourself. Which I think is fair because you're just laying it out for the consumer to say this is it. And now it's up to you to decide. And I think honesty is much appreciated. The whole fashion space also is such a victim of greenwashing that I get that feedback very often for Beach that we like the fact that you guys say it all there. And you know, anything, sustainability for itself is a journey. You cannot be one to hundred. You are getting better. So we are also getting better. As we do stuff, we get better. As we, you know, read more, we explore newer materials. Sometimes I go back to thinking, hey, you know, this material that we thought was great is perhaps not so great after all. So there's a lot of that. And I've realized when you involve your community or, you know, your buyers into that conversation, it helps. Absolutely. And I think the more you engage with your customer, you also get a lot of data inputs and points to help improve your own designs to fabric to everything that you use, all the materials. It just gives you very um, practical insights as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it tells you what they appreciate, what they don't. For example, in one and a half years, I've realized one of the things that they really appreciate about Beach, apart from everything we do, is our customer service. Because when you're talking to the person on the other side, 
you reach out to us through our website, WhatsApp, you're not talking to a bot. You are not getting automated responses. 90% of the times you're talking to me. So often I get that, that may I know who we're speaking to? And I'd say, hey, I'm Arundhati. Oh, oh, it's Arundhati here. Okay, great. Lovely speaking to you. So, and I think it helps it because a lot of times people, they're asking you for suggestions saying, hey, what do you suggest? Or they have questions around durability or they have questions around cost. Now, unless you're not talking to a real person on the other side, how does someone help you, you know, kind of work your way through all of this? And, you know, when there are small slip ups, let's say there is a delay, let's say, you know, something, I think just the fact that there is another person who's telling them, hey, listen, this is happening. I'll get back to you. I'm closing this or it's really helped us. I can say that. And I think it's something people really appreciate. I think it's also to do with your years of experience as an HR professional. Yes. You've learned to handle teams and people better. And, you know, all your years in the corporate world, I want to know all that experience that gets imbibed. How do you keep the teams motivated? You know, what are the certain practices that you've done at work from an HR perspective? I have to ask this because of your plethora of experience in the corporate world. First thing, I I think there's complete transparency with the team. You know, we are honestly, if you walk into my office, our numbers are up there. Everything is up there. So I tell the team very honestly, hey, this is where we are. This is what we're doing. Because I think when people join startups, it's a leap of faith. You know, they're joining a startup because they believe in the idea, but more importantly, they believe in you. And they believe that you are going to lead them to bigger things or success or, you know, things like that. So it's very important to just, I think, A, be honest with the team about everything, good, bad, I like it. So I have no thing of, I will call you into the room and give you feedback. If I do not like it, I will say it right there in front of the team. If I like it, I will praise you hugely right there in front of the team. The other thing is, it's an open door. There are no hierarchies. I can tell you that people love interning with Beach because I tell them that, you know, it at Beach, you're not a, you're not a photocopying, coffee fetching, doing the boss's email drafting intern. Your intern is a real person, has a real job. So could be a design intern or a marketing intern. So the kind of exposure and learning they get is so huge. They're like, oh my God, it was fabulous to intern with you. But I think other than that, I I just try and keep it real, Monisha. I think that's the only way to do it. So if I'm upset, you will know. If I'm happy, you will know. If there is a crisis, I will come and talk to you about it. And honestly, I've been very blessed to have a great team. And I keep telling them that, that you know what? Skills you will learn. You spent five years in a design school or a fashion school or a communication school. That's primary. I expect you to come with it. What I also expect you to come with it is that when you wake up in the morning, you're thinking about beach. So I, I don't want to be the only one thinking about it. I don't want to be tasking you. I want you to come and tell me that, hey, you know what, Arundhati, I saw this and I think this could work. Can we do it? And I'm very blessed to have a team who does that. You know, there's something very lovely that I noticed on your website when I was doing my research. And that was, you know, on your website, when you go to our team page, it's not about you. It's about your karigars first. And then much later, is it about you? In the end, in the very end. And I absolutely loved that. And I thought that was such a beautiful thing to do because mostly people would project themselves and here you chose to project your team, the hands that are actually creating Beach. 
you know, they are the backbone of the company. Last year, I had COVID. And so we were all quarantined at home for three weeks. The rest of my office team was working remotely, but the boys were at the studio. That's also because they live very close to the studio. We've organized for housing for them very close to the studio and stuff like that. And, you know, things had to go out, orders had to go out. And these boys don't know English. They don't know how to read or write. But simple things like how to operate the printer. So they downloaded the app on their phone. They learned remotely. They did it. And they always tell me, Ki, don't worry. Ho so for me, they are the absolute backbone of the team. Indispensable. You know, coming back to the products, because they're made of sustainable you know, material. Yes. Obviously, pricing becomes an issue because like you said, they're not at the same price at what you would get a leather bag or any such material. The pricing yes. does tend to be a little on the higher side. Does that affect sales? I think it does. So in India, the broad understanding even today is there is leather and then there is what you call vegan leather. What people do not still understand is vegan leather is not equal to sustainable leather because there have been so many brands for so long saying vegan equals to eco-friendly, cruelty-free equals to eco-friendly that I don't think people see the distinction because what you popularly know as vegan leather or fall leather in India is basically PU or PVC. They're all plastic-based leathers. And here there's someone coming and saying, hey, here is a whole world of plant-based leathers. Plant-based leathers is globally very new and incredibly new in India. And they're expensive. They're expensive because of the process that goes into it. Because through their manufacturing chain, people are very conscious about the use of chemicals, dyes, colors. And the other thing is some of these materials, Manisha, they're very patented in terms of research. So there's only one company in the world who's doing it. So whether you're a designer sitting in India or Europe or the US, if you want to work with this material, you have to source it from that one place. So, you know, most of these materials are imported. So everything kind of brings up the cost. How do you explain to somebody that why is plant-based more expensive than this? I think it's hard. And the prices are significantly different. So people are getting there. A large part of our awareness is to tell people vegan is not equal to sustainable. They're two different things. Please understand the difference. Again, 2020 and the sustainability movement helped us. But yes, it's a tough one. And how tough or how easy is it to maintain these accessories and handbags? Because, you know, typically the problem that comes in, especially in a city like Mumbai, is that, you know, people buy designer bags, people buy designer footwear, but the weather, the moisture in the air, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's difficult to maintain them for long periods of time. So how tough or how easy is it to maintain, you know, sustainable handbags? It's easy. It's easy, honestly. You know, if I was buying a 20,000 rupees leather bag, I would take as good care of it as I would take up one of these bags, because leather, as you know, is also a breathing organism. So if you keep a leather bag, let's say you just put it in a dust bag and keep it in your cupboard and don't take it out for six months. When you take it out, you will actually see mold in it, right? So similarly, these bags, I mean, I can talk about some of the materials we work with. For example, cork, you know, it's water resistant. 
if a stain falls on it, you just need to wipe it off. It's stain proof. So the only thing you've got to do is when you're not using it, keep it in a dust bag, keep it on the side. I honestly think it's easier to maintain than high quality leather. And obviously, you know, you will not take right. it out in pouring rain. You will not drench it. So I, when people ask me, is it waterproof? I tell them it is water resistant, but don't take it out during the monsoons and drench it. Right. Right. No, I think it's been so lovely to chat with you because especially it's about creating awareness so that we can at least give our future generations a better planet. We need to. We have to. And it's effort from all of us, even if they're tiny baby steps. I think, you know, these baby steps are going to become giant leaps soon. So my last question to you before I sign off is that if you were to pick our next voice for local, who would that be and why? I have met some, I think, incredible brands in the last year and a half. And, you know, that's the best part, I think, of turning entrepreneur. You just get to meet so many exciting people. There's a brand called Sirohi, which I absolutely love. It's headed by a very dynamic founder called Gauri Agarwal. Sirohi works with women clusters in Muzaffarpur. And they, again, recycle plastic as well as fabric to create some great home accessories. So look them up. They're amazing. It sounds very fascinating. But thank you so much, Arundhati. And I'm ordering my studio beat soon. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for choosing to be a part of the show, Arundhati, and wishing you all the best. To all my listeners, write in to me with your suggestions names of brands that you would like to see get featured and connect with me on my Instagram at Monisha Singh Katyal. Until next time, check out Studio Beach and order your very own piece of sustainable fashion. Happy shopping! Happy shopping!